It's episode 1033, and it's a relevant podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. <laughs> from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What's happening? And from Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, mogul, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. Hey. We have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to one of our favorite up-and-coming worship groups, Red Rocks Worship. I feel like I'm just going to put out there, I feel like we've been oversaturated with just a handful of worship groups for the last five yeah. years, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm ready, like, for the new wave, and there's a mm-hmm. new wave coming, and I'm really excited about it, and Red Rocks is part of that, so we're, we're excited. I wish there was today. a new wave of new wave worship like it oh, was new like wave, in like, the style like aha of, and take on me and like all that kind yeah, of stuff because yeah, yeah. new wave was really an interesting moment because it's basically like electronic yacht rock right oh, if fantastic. i had to describe new wave fantastic. it's it's like strip away the uh you know the saxophones and, yeah. and all that 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 like the simon and garfunkel stuff and just lean fully into a little uh like super mellow edm but but you give it that yacht rock vibe. That's oh, yeah. new wave. I would love to hear the worship take on that. You know, just something while you're while you're you know creek crawling down in, in in the boat, and you can just crank it on Sunday morning. <laughs> you know, I love new it. wave sounds like a church too. Like someone's gonna be like, guys, uh, uh, the next church in your in your area, new wave Christian fellowship. Doesn't that sound like a church name too? 100%. Oh my god, you just start. Hey, look, somebody's listening to this pod right now, and they're playing the church, and they're like, they've been praying for everything. a word. They've been praying for Scratch a word from the Lord. Everything right now. Hey. We were gonna be Fellowship Bible Church, the the hundred and fiftieth one. No, we are new wave. And, and when you walk in, the pastor has the flock of seagulls, big eighties hair, and, and the entire worship team is new wave. That's it. It's a it's a d- and everybody has skinny jeans. Yeah. I can see the like the sign outside of the new church in town called New Wave Christian Fellowship. It is it's bright orange and it has like a curved font with the N and W. And and when you're driving by, you're like that is either like some sort of software company that is set up like a satellite brand, like Gateway. Yeah. Gateway could be a software company. It could be the new church in town. And the logo <laughs> isn't helping me determine. <laughs> which one is which? Yeah. Every city That's has true. a gateway church, though. We have it here in Austin. I know there's a big gateway in Dallas. That is a good church name. Gateway. Gateway to Jesus. Uh, yeah, that's dope. Is it a good church name? Yeah, gateway. Like what? What? Like like you come here and we'll open the gate. We're going to open the gate so you can get into well, heaven? Not, not, not to heaven, Cameron. What? No. <laughs> to walking That's out your Christian the, the faith. Gateway to walking out your oh. Christian faith, man. Like it's a launching pad. It's a starting point. It's right. A, this, I, this, okay. start, this is this this is the starting point of you walking down the narrow road. I saw it as the heaven bouncers, the heaven bouncers, and there's one <laughs> narrow door to heaven. You gotta come to this church to get through that gateway. To eternal life. If, if I was like a graphics designer and had yeah. like for sale, I'd be like, Gateway, this is Christian Fellowship slash Enterprise HR Solutions. Like, All right, so check one. this out. This is going to be, this is terrible because I just thought about this when you said 
terrible slogans and names or whatever. Yeah. But literally our church, I, I grew up in, I grew up in a coastal, small town Pentecostal and our church literally had a slogan. This is the working church. The lazy church is down the street. Wow. Coming hard for their neighbor. That's busting on everybody that don't go there. And yes. And literally when they said this was the working church, we was literally there. If seven days a week, we was there, eight of them. <laughs> We was there. We was there. We was there. Eight of them for sure. We was there. Like if the church, if one church said, "Not gonna lie, this is the lazy church," I'm gonna be like, "It's kind of what I'm looking for." I'm I'm more of like, "Lay me down by still waters. Let me chill out for a little bit. Let me recharge the batteries." We were selling fish sandwiches on Saturdays. We had choir rehearsal on Friday. I didn't like I said. I, I mean, y'all have heard this story. I'm not a football fan to this day because I never got to watch. You football never saw on Sunday. it. Oh. Okay, okay, all right, y'all, y'all, y'all. You know about ChatGPT and all the AI stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I just opened the window. I went over there <gasps> oh, and I said, "Write ten taglines for New Wave Church." Okay, let's get okay. it. Join the new wave of worship, <laughs> a place to connect with God and others. Where the spirit of new wave is alive, come catch the new wave at church. Feeling left out? Join the new wave. Experience a fresh wave of worship. Hey, they said that twice. Uh, recharge with the new wave. Get ready to ride the new wave. That's pretty good. I like Believe that. in the new wave. Come feel the power of the new wave. Thank you, AI. We are yeah. going to oh launch a church. I'm all about it. And Let's I do like, it. Let's do I like it tomorrow. I like, I like recharge with the new wave because again, if you're advertising lazy church or working church, I'm going lazy hundred because it's Sabbath. Okay. Like yes. I got, I got a lot of work I got to do most of my life. Right. Just the, yeah, <gasps> the, I, I want one that says this church is pretty chill. Not going to lie. Oh, Cameron. I just wrote, just- I just wrote, write 10 taglines for gateway church. Okay. Okay. Number right. one, uniting lives with hope and purpose. It's lovely. Number two, Discovering faith in the heart of Texas. There's a huge gateway church in Dallas. I think. Am I right, Jason? I yeah. know, but AI knows that. Oh, it knows uh, everything. Encountering God and growing together. Connecting people to a life-changing faith. Experiencing life in community. A place to belong and grow in faith. Turning faith into action where the journey of faith begins. Loving God and serving others. Following Jesus and transforming lives. AI is a better copywriter than me. That is this fantastic. AI is crazy. We played around with it last night and Aaron, my husband, typed in like, write a bio for Jamie Ivey. It, it was the best bio I've ever had in my entire life. I was like, copy this, <laughs> copy and paste this. <laughs> you, know what it, you know what I wrote? I said, write a, uh, a dating app bio for Cameron Strang and it nailed it. It knew I, it knew I, lo- I, it knew I loved to travel and make memories I, that I found it relevant. It knew all this stuff. It's crazy. It had ever, all of my books listed, everything. Wow. I was like, this is phenomenal. Yeah, I just I, while we were talking, this isn't on the AI kick, but the I feel like Cornerstone and Gateway are our generation's like mm-hmm. new mm-hmm. life or Bible fellowship or open Bible. Like the mm-hmm. '90s were all about life and Bible in a church name. Uh-huh, I feel like uh-huh. our generation's more. We got the Cornerstones and Gateways, like stuff that could easily be, like I said, some sort of enterprise software solution if it wasn't a church. You know what I mean? You know, it's funny about my church is called the Austin Stone Community Church. And a lot of people say like, hey, do you go to the stone? And people will say like, they will call people that go to Austin Stone like stoners. Like they they go to the stone like stoners. And I think that's so funny. <laughs> I like it. I like Again, if you're trying to get people in the door, 
Everyone's welcome, guys. <laughs> Yo, chat chat GPT just blew my uh my bio is terrible. Oh. Now listen, I just wrote I don't I I'll tell you mine and then you tell me yours. I wrote a date write a dating app profile for Cameron Strang. Hi, I'm Cameron. I'm a passionate entrepreneur, music enthusiast, and founder of Relevant Magazine. How did it know that? There's other Cameron Strangs. Uh, it says, I'm an avid reader, and I'm always looking for a great book recommendation. I also love playing guitar, hiking, and exploring new places. That is not true. None of that is true. I'm looking for someone who shares some of my interests, is intelligent and funny, and who's ready to explore the world with me. I'm looking for a relationship that's based on respect, honesty, and faith. If you're looking for someone who's driven and adventurous, then I'm the one for you. Let's get to know each other and see what happens. That's what it wrote. I've never been wow. on a dating app, so I don't know if that's what they're like, but you know, that's hilarious to me. That's crazy. All right, Derek, what's your bio? It's terrible, but I just asked him to write a dating uh, thing, and it's pretty good. So here, let's try that one. All right. So I am a Christian hip-hop artist, songwriter, and record producer who is passionate about using my platform to spread positivity Come and inspiration on. through music. Uh, that would probably get me skipped over a lot. But anyway, let's keep going. Uh, in my free time... I enjoy staying active, exploring new places, and trying new foods. I am looking for someone who shares my value and is open to adventures and new experiences together. Bonus points if you can keep up with my love for music and singing along to my songs at concerts. Let's connect to see where things go. Wow. I won't get one date with that bio. How did it know that you like food, though? <laughs> How did it know you were a foodie? That's insane. I, wow. That's that's all it knows. But outside of that, it's like, hey, girls, uh, if you love exploring and food, come hang with me. And also, if you could sing my songs with me at my concerts, that's great. Like, bro, ChatGPT, I quit. Bro, I'm fired. I, I, I guess fired. I think ChatGPT extracted that I love reading because I started a publishing company. But I, yeah. you know, so. I can get why it thought that, but anyway, that's crazy. All right. So mm -hmm. if you're launching New Wave Church, Cornerstone Church or Gateway Church, go to chat GBT and it's going to give you some good taglines. Dude, I just had a great idea. What? Well, I say that if people are going to be mad that I'm even suggesting it, but what if, why stop there? Why stop with the church name and the slogan? Yeah. Why not just get chat GP, uh, GPT to do the sermons too? And just oh. say, hey, write me a sermon on love and conflict. And, but, but that's on, the selling point for either, the church. But you have to go further. You have to give it more direction. You go a three-point mm -hmm. sermon with a funny yep. story to start out with in the style of Stephen Furtick. Yep. Bah, 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 and it but, but nails that, it. But, but what I'm saying is that is that, that's the whole selling point for the church. And I could <laughs> even go, I, you can say a, a, a metaphor around a rock. And it'll literally do a whole story about a rock and then yeah. extract it scripturally. It's unbelievable. It's and kind of scary, but again, for a lazy, it's it's not just for lazy parishioners. It's for lazy pastors. We don't even write the sermons here at this church. We <laughs> have you seen that? Have you seen that um, people are already like developing softwares to detect if it's a human written copy or or yeah. AI written copy because yeah. it's so similar now. Yeah, it's going to be a problem for term papers. Uh, education is about to change. Magazine yep. articles. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, man, that writer turned this around really quick. Curiously quick. Dude, yeah. I asked it to pitch me 10 article ideas for Relevant Magazine and nine of them we would have run. It's insane. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, y'all. Here we go. This, this, is, this, is, this is what takes the cake. I said, write me a three-point sermon on why God wants us to brush our teeth. You ready? Hit me. 
Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> this is the first sermon at uh at New Wave. So taking care of our bodies is a way to honor God. As Christians, we believe that our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And as such, we should take care of ourselves in a way that honors God. Caring for our oral health by brushing our teeth is one way to show respect for the gift of our bodies and treat them with dignity and respect that God desires for us. God this too. God wants us to be healthy. God cares about our well-being and wants us to be healthy, both physically and spiritually. Point three, God wants us to have a positive impact on others. God wants us to be a positive influence on those around us. And good oral hygiene is one way to do that. Bad breath and dental issues can be off-putting to others, but taking care of our teeth helps us present ourselves in a more positive and approachable way. Not gonna lie, yes. I never thought about if it. If everybody, that. if the band will join me, if everybody will just shut your eyes for just a moment. Yo, just imagine the every organ bowed. playing behind that. Every head bowed. People coming up. My breath stink. I'm sorry, God. Please, just please. If you need to repent from gingivitis, come forward now. Yeah. Can, can, can I? Can I get the worship team to come back on the stage? And just play something soft in the background for me. Um, we have, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have donated to us uh, several canisters of Listerine. And <laughs> we they do communion with Listerine now. Oh like, my that's, gosh. Oh. <laughs> that's wrong. That's wrong. Your Dang. teeth will your teeth will be white as snow. We'll wash oh your sins. Your sins and your teeth will be washed white as snow. That is our promise. <laughs> Jamie, I can see you literally cringing. <laughs> Write 10 album title ideas for Derek Miner's next album. Oh, oh the Rise God. of a King. The Rise of Ooh. a King. I like that. Okay. Undeniable talent. Redefining okay. greatness, the pursuit of perfection, grinding for glory, unstoppable rhymes, higher power, unbreakable flow, beyond the limits, or a new level of excellence. I, I wouldn't listen to any of those. Any albums. of those. <laughs> hey, give me, give me, camera. Give us five possibilities for Jamie's next book. Okay, five. Titles? Yep. Uh, uh, for Jamie Ivy. Five ideas for Jamie Ivy's next book. Good, I need it. Bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. Number one, how to tap into your inner strength and find your voice. Number two, okay. a collection of inspirational stories showcasing female empowerment. Okay. Number three, a guide to building self-confidence and overcoming self-doubt. These are great subtitles. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. These are topics. These are ideas. Oh, okay. It's what not titles. Gotcha. gotcha. Mm -hmm. Exploring life's challenges and triumphs through storytelling or a guide to balancing faith, family, and career. That is so crazy because I talk about all of those things. Well, it knows that. It watches yeah. you while you're sleeping. Yeah. It knows when you're awake. It knows if you've oh, been bad or good. Golly. Scary. It's like Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to... I'm like a... I feel like any information on the internet about me is so heavily leaned towards Nickelback that I think any bio, <laughs> people would just think I'm just the most random weirdo on the internet. Like the, I feel like my my results will be skewed forever in, in the AI world. Hold on, maybe it's fortunately. Maybe people can't. You know, it's a good it's a good disguise. Um, I mean, I just asked something about you, and Nickelback's not coming up. I asked, oh, write five ideas, <laughs> five God. ideas for Jesse Carey's next podcast. Okay. Uh, so these are ideas, not names. Interviews good. with experts in the field of mental health. You invite guests to discuss their experience and research on how to best support and care for individuals with mental health issues. Number Fun two, therapy with Mike Foster. <laughs> exploring the impact of technology <laughs> on mental health. Exploring the importance of self care. 
Number four, mental health resources. Or number five, exploring the impact of social media on mental health. Jesse, it thinks that you're struggling with mental health. So well, obviously, it's like this guy. This he, guy submitted himself to Nickelback and in Nicolas Cage <laughs> movies. He's got mental health issues. I think they got the wrong Jesse. I think I think honestly, it's uh, it's it's mixed up. But you know, anyway. they, I'm not opposed to the mental health resource world. Yeah, it thinks that you need to double down on that. All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you. Red Rocks, I told you, is coming up. We also have your feedback at the end of the show. But stay tuned. Right now, up next, Emily joins us for Relevant Buzz. Listening to JW Francis. The song is Going Home to a Party. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Relevant Buzz. Please welcome to the show our very own downtown Emily Brown to tell us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week. Hey, Emily. Hey, y'all. I might need... I want to everybody note, tomorrow... You're moving to Nashville. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Oh, big day. You know what I'm saying? Well, technically, I'm halfway moving to Nashville tomorrow. It's a long drive, so my sweet family is coming with me, and I convinced them to break it up into two days so that we wouldn't have to drive a million hours. Um, I love that. Because we kind of need time. How many total hours are we talking here? So here's the thing that I didn't plan well. All of my stuff is three hours away from where we currently are in Nacogdoches, because it was cheaper to rent mm. a storage unit there. So we got to drive That's three hours there. And then from mm. there, it's about 11 hours to Nashville. And then you have to Ouch. lift a lot of furniture and boxes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm trying not to think about that part too much. But, you know, it's fine. Uh, Derek, if you're not doing anything Friday afternoon. <laughs> nope. He's in his over. 30s. No. You're too old at that point to... <laughs> yeah, you well, back can't take you hit 30. How old are your yeah, kids? Uh, Can they lift heavy things? <laughs> uh, do, do you ever notice like in a, in a moving day, you start off and everyone's taking great, great care for every piece of furniture, you know, mm-hmm. like as if we're moving ancient works of <laughs> from antiquities, you know, that if we just touch, graze a corner, it could just shatter and turn to right. dust in our hands. Mm-hmm. By the end of the day, you're like pushing a piano down the stairs because everyone's <laughs> over it. It's like, I'll just yep. get a new one. Don't worry about just it. Just throw get it, it in, in here, there, you know? tossing it. Yeah. 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 That's how I expect the day to go. Jesse, uh, a dating app bio for former Relevant Magazine editor, Jesse Carey. Okay. Hey there, I'm Jesse, an editor and writer who's passionate about music, culture, and making a difference in the world. I'm an avid reader and traveler, and I'm always looking for ways to explore new cultures and connect with new people. I'm looking for someone who's open-minded, kind, and loves to laugh. Let's chat and see if we make a connection. 
That sounds that sounds like a serial killer. He's dating someone else. That sounds like a lure. A bait. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. That that, that that person's definitely flagged instantly. That this person may be a serial killer, stalking, dating. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Emily, what's going on this week? Um, well, speaking of weird technology. Um, a team of scientists have decided to mm. basically take a sci-fi plot and make it reality by creating a robot with consciousness. Like they're actively working on it right now. Yeah. How is that possible? Well, how yeah. do they how do they define consciousness? So that is the tricky part. Is consciousness already is difficult to define. Their definition is the ability to imagine yourself in the future. So what they're hoping to do mm. is create an adaptable machine that can not only learn and correct itself, but also imagine a future that would improve our own life. Like, oh, if I tried this, it might turn out that mm -hmm. way sort of a thing. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. He said, like, I, I read the piece that we posted and and the, the scientist who's working on this right now, he's like, five years ago, we weren't even thinking about this. This was taboo. And he's like, now we're actively working on it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's going so fast. And he said, you know, it's not like, he's like, this is bigger than finding the cure for cancer because if we can create an AI with consciousness, that will find the cure for cancer. And so it's like, and then mm -hmm. everything else. So he's envisioning it as this is going to fix humanity, not the Terminator where it becomes self-aware and turns <laughs> right. on us. Well, I think in the Terminator, they thought it was going to fix humanity too. Right. Uh, it didn't really work out too good for right. them. But, but I mean, how is this fundamentally all that different than what we're just doing with chat GMT? If you ask chat GMT. It's not self-aware. It's not thinking like, here's what I want you to do with your life. Here's what, it's not making decisions. It's not figuring things out. It's just taking a database of information that we put into it. And then it's like, you know, using that to create new content. I mean, it's not, it's not reacting on the fly. Yeah, I, I don't feel know. like the chat GPT, that's like, simulating stuff but with a robot with conscience that would truly be like creating something new like so 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 the differentiating factor is this, its ability to make decisions yeah and envision a different future and a future for itself that's how the scientist defines consciousness like it's deciding what it wants not what it was told to do i think it just varies on how you're defining consciousness um because that's not what i would have thought would have been that's not would have been how i would have defined it right I would have been like, you're aware of everything happening around you. You know, your past, present, and future. I, I don't know. So it feels weird to me. About, well, the future component is what he's saying is the right. difference. That all AI is based on past and present and like using that f data to make the next thing. But it's talking about possibilities and that's different than program data. But And there's obviously a lot of like ethical questions that are going to have to be answered. Um, yeah. Mostly, I mean, you know, what is there? Should we put limits on it? Um, and if there are, you know, who would monitor that? Um, so there's a lot to figure out, but it is, you know, it is intense to know that this is something that could very much become a reality within the next few years or few decades even. He was implying it to me quick. All right, what else is going on? Um, okay, first off, I want to know, how old was everyone when they like officially moved out of your parents' house? 18. College. Yeah, I was 18. Mm. Yeah, 18. I would like to report that I moved out officially when I got married at 23. Yeah. I left and came yeah. back, guys. I left and came back. Yeah, okay? that's I nothing, wrong with that. nothing wrong with that. 
Well, no, that's wrong with that. that. Okay. It was, uh, it was like uh, 19, I think. 19. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's fresh, uh, freshman okay. year of college. Yeah. There you go. Um, 18, 19. I would say I, I officially moved out probably when I was like 21, 22, when I graduated college. But I arguably have moved back in within the last year because I've been using my parents' place as a home base. Um, it's a home base. Yeah. 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 Um, and apparently that is really part of a trend. Uh, a new report found that nearly half of Americans age 18 to 29 live with their parents. Um, so a record 48% of young adults are living at home with their parents. Um, that peaked in 2020 with the pandemic. Right. Um, but it's sense. been right. three That's years. My, that was my first thought. It's been three years and a lot of them have not moved out yet. They're still living with their parents. <laughs> The parents are saying the same thing. It's been three years, you guys. Why are you still here? But but think about it. There's no incentive for them to move out. They're making, they're saving so much money. And like, which think about too, for Gen Z, the daunting part is like the inaffordability of like buying a house, starting a company, Mm -hmm. the things that like Mm -hmm. were different 30 years ago. So maybe Mm -hmm. they need these extra three, four, five years to save up what we could have saved up in six months, a couple decades ago, but it's going to take them so much longer just to get to that first step you know so maybe it's like i i gotta save money mom and dad sorry i'm here for yeah. five years but you then know? as a parent who has you know a 19 year old and other teenagers coming up aaron and i had this conversation of like what is it like what does it look like for us to say like yeah you can stay here and save money and else and whatever you need to do or what does it look like to be a parent to be like hey you got to get into the real world like this is this is like you need to go out and and find your way and you can't just be here mooching off of us so parents are having to make hard decisions in this as well you don't want to be a jerk to your kid but you also are like you can't stay here till you're 30. Like you you need to you need to you need to get up and be an adult. Well, the report did say that about 40% of those living from home do pay their parents rent, but that rent mm-hmm. is maybe $500 or less. Um which compared mm-hmm. to the national average which is I think up to about $2000 now. You know, yeah, you can live at is. home and you can save four times as much as someone living on their own. And think about your food bill, your electric bill, right. all that mm-hmm. stuff is going to be Right. And that was the key thing yeah. with the report. Because you're saving so much on rent, groceries, all the boring parts of being an adult, uh, people living from home can actually spend more on the fun part of being an adult. So a lot of people are actually not necessarily just building up their savings. They're using it to travel. They're buying like some luxury goods, making life real nice at home. Listen, if my kid who's 28 leeching off of me and eating all my food comes home with the Louis Vuitton bag, he's out. (laughs) You got to go. You got to go. I know. That's what Aaron and I talk about is it depends on what, what's their attitude towards living with you. If they're like, who cares? I'm going to throw down $500 to you parents, but I'm going to go out and live like the best life I've ever had. That's a, that's like a no from us. But if you're like, mom, dad, I'm saving up. I'm about to buy a house. I'm going to start a company. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm, All yeah. mm -hmm. Then yeah, you can stay here and pay us rent. See, my mama was petty. She was like, yeah, she, I'm talking about she was petty. She said, she told me this story. She said, you want to know how birds learn? You want to know how birds learn to fly? I was like, no. Nah. She said, well, when you make the when you make the nest, there's like, you know, there's soft stuff on the top of it. But at mm-hmm. the bottom of it, there's thorns. And as the birds get heavier, they get to sitting on those thorns and they want to hop out of the nest. They want to fly and go make their own nest. So she says, I'm going to make thorns in our home. Oh so like when I came home from college, now imagine you coming home from college and it's like, man, I'm out kicking it, et cetera, et cetera. She's like, yeah, yeah curfew was at nine o'clock. She's like, if you're not back by nine o'clock, she's like, if you're not back by nine o'clock, 
don't even oh, try to open the door. The door is locked. Jared, this is like, the best thing I've heard all day. Oh my gosh. The wow. thorns, the thorns in the nest. I, she was petty, but you know what? Like I came back home and like, literally I was like, nah, this ain't it. I was like, I'm figured out. I'm gone. I'll see you later. She was like, cool. I'll help you buy some furniture. Also like birds in the middle of the night, she would come in and just poke him with a sharp stick while he slept. <laughs> When I came back from college, I had to work since I was eight. Since I was 12, I had to like earn money during the summer to buy my own school clothes. My parents mm-hmm. were big on independence, support mm-hmm. yourself, right? So I come mm-hmm. back from college, which they did not pay for. And I, I was feeling out some jobs, trying to figure out what to do. I was home for about four weeks. And I remember one afternoon, I was floating in the pool. And my mom walked outside and she goes, if you're going to be in my house, you're going to be working you can go down to Wendy's and get a job at Wendy's tomorrow. And if you aren't working tomorrow, you're out. She, after like three weeks, kicked me out. And I had to like, it forced me to hustle and I had to go start my career, you know? But none of this floating and leeching off of mom and dad. Nah. It's different now. Yeah. I guess it's so funny to hear y'all say this because maybe I'm biased in this. I don't consider myself to be leeching off my parents. Um, but maybe because I don't want to admit that I probably am. They might have a different perspective, but I won't ask them. Um, but I I mean, I get what you're saying. Now we'd like to welcome Mr. and Mrs. Brown to the show. Come on <laughs> <Yeah>. in, guys. <laughs> have you heard this thorn theory? <laughs> but you know, I think, I, think, I, think times, I think times are different, though. I think times were different. There wasn't a global pandemic. Inflation, I mean, it's like eggs aren't $7 for a dozen of them. You know what I'm they saying? Ridic- you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's different now. So, like, when I read that stat, officially, at first, I'm like, oh, man, that's kind of crazy. But then I thought about it, I'm like, it's not so crazy. Like, when you really think about it, I mean, it's like, even if you have a job, I mean, you're moving to Nashville. You know what rent is in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Like, my house, even my house eight years ago was worth half of what it's worth now, right? So, if I was a new home buyer. I mean, you you gotta have some money yeah. to be able to, to to be able to live. Cars are expensive, everything's expensive. So I don't, I don't necessarily fault. I don't I don't think this is just like kids are lazy. I think everyone's trying to figure this out. Yeah, right? and, and I mean, yeah. you bring up a good point because like the last few weeks as I've been getting ready for my move, like truthfully, I haven't paid many bills in the last year because I've been traveling so much. But I forget that Wi Fi is like my gut is I want to go with the cheapest Wi-Fi, but I also need good Wi-Fi. So I have to pay more for that. And I have to pay for electricity mm-hmm. and water and all these things. Mm-hmm. And those bills can add up mm-hmm. really quickly. So especially mm-hmm. the last few weeks, it has been tempting to just maybe stay at my parents a little bit longer, but I'm also ready to have my mm-hmm. own place. So it's a little too late to back out now. The thorns. What are you, 20, you're 27 now? 27? 27, yes. You're right in the sweet spot of finally moving out. Yeah. Half of people my, 18 okay, to 29. I want to clarify. Yeah. I did live on my own for a couple years and then I decided to have a crazy idea to travel. So good for you. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. It's a great, it's a crazy idea. Yeah. I wish I thought of. I know. Uh, yeah. Probably most people listening that <laughs> yeah. are 10, you know, in, in about 10 years old are like, I wish I would. But done. think about the tech, the tech, she was gainfully employed working every day just from Paris and mm-hmm. from yeah, Denver and whatever. No, we couldn't yeah. have done that mm-hmm. no, 10 years ago. I know. Yeah. I've had no, so many people ask me how I made it happen. And the number one thing I say is, you got to talk to your boss because I could not have done uh-huh. this. If, if Cameron said no, like this last year wouldn't have happened. Not to put that pressure on you, but thanks, Cameron. No problem. Thanks for going above and beyond, <laughs> making sure that you didn't drop any balls. All right. What's the last thing? Um, the last thing is an update that has truly been years in the making, but we're excited to announce it. 
Mel Gibson is finally ready to film the <laughs> sequel excited. to The Passion of Christ. I'm excited to see the resurrection according to Mel Gibson. I think it's, I'll say it, I don't know if it's going to be biblically accurate, but it is going to be entertaining. They start shooting this spring mm-hmm. and The Passion of the Christ, you know, they shot for, uh, what was it, 60 million and it's made 600 million or they uh, yeah, shot like for the 30 and they made... the R-rated movie ever. Yeah, of all time, still. And so... Jim Caviezel was Jesus. This was like, what, 2004? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 2023, in the year of our Lord, 2023, Jim Caviezel is still playing Jesus 20 years later. So this 60-year-old man is going to be supposedly a 32-year-old. So we'll see how it turns out. But The modern I mean, wonders yeah. of medicine and makeup. There you go. So, yeah. so, so what is happening so he's it starts when he's on the cross goes okay. down to hell to take the keys of hell and then all the way to the resurrection like mm-hmm. the, that's this one is like no you know yeah that's what Gibson getting, said he's that's what he's exploring Jesus is not going to hell to fight the devil this is is this a is this a Marvel movie right yes it's gonna is be a Marvel a Marvel movie, movie? is yeah. Thanos in it I was going to yeah. say, not going to lie, sounds kind of awesome. Like, I... I <laughs> listen, Gibson's right, I'm going to say something else that's going to give me... I'm interested. Listen, listen, the first one, kind of a drag. No one's rewatching that. <laughs> Dude, that's the truth. Yeah, truly, you watch it once, you're good for life. Guys, we watch it a lot around Easter at our house. <laughs> Are you serious? Just you just, you just fire it up, I'm pop sorry, some popcorn. Yes. I don't know how Family you... Family movie night. We're going to watch the highest grossing right, R-rated so let's film. Watch, let's watch Torture. Y'all ready? Come yeah. on. <laughs> Jamie. I, a lot. I've seen it like five times in my life, but I've seen it more than once. I just saw it for Sorry. the first time in 2020. Do you like curl up on the couch with like a like a Afghan and like what kind of like snack? What kind of snack? What kind of snacks are y'all eating? Like is <laughs> it? It can't she's be got, like red licorice or anything. Like no, that. no. Like, she's gosh. got her big bowl of popcorn. She put some peanut M and M's in it, and that's her Jesus guys, getting tortured. Listen, snack. I'm not you know? the only one that watches this again if it's the highest <laughs> grossing movie rated R movie ever. <laughs> no, okay, that so. was when it came out in the theater. People saw it one time. Yeah, and then we're done. We're done. It's like okay, I've seen it like five times since 2004. You guys, it's like Schindler's List. Like it stuck with me. It's an important film, but I'm not firing it. Like it's not like oh man, it's Friday night after work. I think we're gonna pop in Schindler's List. Schindler's List. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Sorry, I can't do it, y'all. Have you seen it once, Derek? So I'm talking about Schindler's List. Not oh, Passion okay. of the Christ. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Come on. You know, Passion of the Christ. Come on, dog. We're saying it's a heavy movie. That's all. Passion of the Christ. We're just I saying know. it's a heavy movie. I can't watch. I'm saying what I was saying I can't watch is I can't watch Schindler's List. Like oh, Schindler's yeah. List is just on the do not watch. It's heavy. It's, it's oh, heavy, Oh, you should man. watch it. It's good. It's, is it? Double yeah. feature. Double feature. <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> Passion of the Christ and Schindler's List. This is family I, I movie went night. To the, when I was in Israel, I went to the Holocaust <laughs> Museum. Yeah, and uh, it was heavy. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. I remember, yeah. like yeah. I remember walking out of it being like, you know, very emotional. Yeah. Like yeah. it was really rough, dude. But I've been to th- I've been to three of them, and by the, the time you're at the end of it, I'm just sitting there sobbing. It's just yeah. it's unbelievably it's emotional rough. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Ja- Jamie, we've been doing this podcast for a while together, and occasionally. 
you'll give me a look through the webcam. <laughs> I feel like I've gotten a lot of them the last hour. It's the mama look. It's the I'm not mad, I'm, but I am disappointed. <laughs> no, you guys know this. There's certain times in the show where I kind of get quiet because I'm just like, I don't know where this is going to go like theologically. How am I going to get into some muddy water here? And you know, I'm just like, if I don't say anything, then I'm not a part of it. I'm just here. I'm just a part of the party. There's no record I, of I, me. Yeah. If they, if they put like, this clip out there, I did not exist. Yeah. I didn't say, I did not, I didn't wink. I just was here. Just froze. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they start shooting. When is it going to come out, Emily? Did they say? Uh, they haven't said yet. Um, it, I guess okay. it depends on how long it takes to recreate hell. So I'm going to guess oh if they're gosh. shooting it this spring, they're going to shoot for Easter 2024. That'd be my guess. That'd be a good uh, release. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Did, you know what this reminds me of? You this reminds me of there's a there's a movie coming out called Cocaine Bear. Like I yeah. feel like that this movie is gonna be in the same vein of that where it's just like it's like the Christian cocaine I, bear. Yes, I that's what I feel like. I'm like, I, th there's no way how how is no this the serious. Christian cocaine bear? God going to hell having a battle with the devil. And it's going to be with CGI. That's mm -hmm. how it's like that. Yes. No CGI. Is, it's all real. You know what? You know, you know, remember the, the Martin Scorsese gangster movie where he de-aged Robert De Niro? It's The Irishman yeah. on Netflix. Uh, the Irish, and they yeah. shot these guys in their 70s, but they were telling a story that started in the 50s. So they de-aged them and then aged them up to the current yeah. uh, digitally. That's what he's going to have to do with Jim Caviezel to make him look like a 32-year-old Jesus. Yeah. Yes. This man is in the 60s. This is cocaine bear. Uh, this, this is like if you don't want to watch... Cocaine Bear is the Christian version of it. Like, this, you know, I mean, this is what it is. Like, I just, I can't. That's actually do it. the tag. Who's the cocaine it. bear in this scenario? Is it huh? Satan? Is Satan the cocaine bear? The what cocaine you... bear is the director. It's like whoever <laughs> came up with this idea. Like, this is the craziness of it. Like, I don't want no part two to Passion of the Christ. We living in part two right now. We wait on Christ to come back at the at this present moment. I don't need it. Like, just, just look, man. Just. Look, I know you ran up the bag, Mel. You ran it up, bro. Look, you got the number one grossing rated R movie. You ran it up, bro. But you gotta, you gotta lead a casino, bro, with your money in your hand, man. You can't come back to the casino and double down. Okay, so you're worried about being like Cocaine Bear. Here's my worry. My worry is like Damn. Christians already like people think we're crazy and all the things. And then what? What's going to happen in this movie? What's he going to portray? What's he going to say? What's going to be true? What's going to be false? What's going to be like? This is really up for debate, but now everyone's going to think this is real. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm like, this is going to be loony, Jamie. I'm like, like I'm even worried. the fact of you saying yes. like he's going to film like Jesus going down to hell. That's a debated theological thing. Like, where was Jesus in those things? That's nope. You can talk to five people and get five different answers. Yeah, I, I'm on. The, I'm on the. Uh, I'm on the side of. I don't believe that Jesus went to hell. Like, I don't believe that. That's what that scripture means. So I'm like, for me, I'm like, I don't want to go and watch a movie. And Jesus slide down the hill and fighting the devil. Like I like I just that is not gonna lie. I'd watch it. I don't know what I believe about it, but, but I, I would watch it. it. Yeah. No, I don't want this is reminds me of the video game where you go around and do the healings and stuff like that. Like that's what it's trivialized to me in this way. Like it's like the the be Jesus video game. Like that's what it reminds me. Who Jesse, who did the Noah movie? Darren Aronofsky or something yep. like that? Right. Yeah, Aronofsky. Yeah, Aronofsky. And he talked about because like there's a whole lot of 
creative license in that movie, like the rock mm-hmm. monsters and stuff like mm-hmm. that, which Jesse mm-hmm. has convinced me are biblically accurate. But mm-hmm. at the time, I thought they were just sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's this guy adding that stuff to this? this is bizarre. And he said in an interview, he's like, listen, I'm doing a two-hour movie based on one you know, one paragraph of content, like I'm filling in the gaps. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, what's going to happen here. So you're worried that here's just a few verses of post death on the cross leading up to the resurrection. And he's going to do a two hour movie, fill in the gaps in a way that makes us look like a Looney tunes and it does more harm than good is what you're worried about. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm worried about. But I mean, I worried about that when the chosen came out with Dallas Jenkins. And I think he's done a phenomenal job of filling in like stuff that might not be in scripture. You know, he's done a great job with the chosen. Um, But Dallas Jenkins and Mel Gibson are two different people to me. Very different, you know, but they gonna have lasers shooting out Jesus' eyes when he ain't fighting the devil and some other stuff, bro. Wolverine gonna be down there. Okay, I'm okay with laser yeah, Jesus. Bro. He go Jesus gonna be teleporting like Nightcrawler, like just out of just out of sheer sheer curiosity. You're not gonna be like, I definitely have to see what this is about. Like who me? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna watch it. I'm not watching it, bro. You know what? I, I, only way I'll watch it is if I can watch it with you and Cameron. That's done, how I, 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 hey, that's how done. we watched Left Behind. Me, me, Wait, and, can I come? me and Jesse and stuff can I come? went to the theater together to watch it yeah. together. If we, it was so if we watch it as a crew, if we watch it as a crew, I will go watch it. That would I'll be fly to Orlando. I'll fly to Nashville. Let's do it. I will watch, we'll watch it. We'll have to watch it as a crew. That's All the right. only way I'm doing it. I almost made, I was going to make a Jay Leno joke, but I feel like Jimmy Fallon has taken the crown of just the worst jokes on late night TV, yeah. you know? And have you guys noticed how bad his, his jokes are? But I almost made the joke, Cameron, when you were like, so they have to recreate hell. And I was like, Oh, so uh, recreate hell. So they're going to film at the Southwest ticket counter. <laughs> we got a great show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> First off, the roots. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but that's basically the level we're talking now. Oh. I'm sorry. Here we are. It's not anyway. that bad, is it, bro? It's bad. Have you guys watched Fallon lately? Uh, it's bad. I, yeah, it's I, I don't have live TV anymore, so I can't. I can just watch the IG clips. And he's not yeah. going to put the duds on IG, so... To me, he's batting a thousand. Anyway. All right. Thanks, Emily. There's a lot more where that came from. Go check out relevantmagazine.com every day where we're covering the intersection of faith, culture, justice, and a bunch of stuff and all the crazy AI. The world's going to turn into Terminator world (laughs) stuff. We're covering that too. All right. Thanks, Emily. Thanks, y'all. Bye. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, Red Rocks Worship joins us. to Astral Weeks. The song is This World. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. 
Well, our guests today are Tyler Roberts and Corey Miller from Red Rocks Worship. They're a worship team based at Red Rocks Church in Denver, Colorado, uh, and we're big fans. They're coming up big. Uh, they sat down with Emily to discuss their upcoming album, how humility is key to their ministry, and why their focus is on the local church. Here's our conversation with Red Rocks Worship. I'm always curious, like, where do you find inspiration for worship songs? Oh, man. The, well, I mean, I think, like, the the main source is the word, right? I mean, it's like there's this endless... A lot of it is already so poetic, so it's like uh, there's a lot of great starting ground there. Um, and then I think another, another spot is... You know, we have we, we're fortunate to work at a church in Denver, Colorado, um, and there's just life change happening every weekend, and, and and it's impossible not to go in the lobby and meet people that they're either going through the hardest thing they've ever gone through or um, celebrating victory and one of the hardest things they've gone through or devastated and and stu- and in disappointment, and so it's it's hard not to be moved um, in your heart when you're just week by week meeting these people. And so I, for me, I think that's the, the two main places of inspiration. What is it like to work with such a big team to like collaborate on a worship album? Like, how does that work exactly? A dumpster fire. <laughs> so, it's, it's a dumpster fire, and we're, we're constantly drowning. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, it, it's uh, it's really a blessing because the truth is, it is hard. There's a lot of a lot of opinions, and we're all leaders, and so there's a lot of opinions and strong opinions. And honestly, if any one of them were the leader, like the one calling all the shots, it would be awesome because they're really great. Um, but that said. We also get to just like bounce all the songs and all the ideas off of each other. We get to try them at multiple campuses. So like a song that Corey and I write, <laughs> excuse me, that's awesome. We think it's going to go great because we were part of writing it. Awesome. We're excited. But also the Arvada campus gets to try it too. And they might, if they tell us this song doesn't work, then we should probably listen. If they tell us, dude, that song, it hit on Sunday and it's working we should be listening to what they're saying, you know? So it's a blessing to get to work with such a big team. Um, you, you know, really helpful is putting people in the right lanes, right? So we're all worship leaders, um, but but every single one of us, the Lord has just kind of put this team together in such a beautiful way that we all have giftings um, that are a little bit different mm-hmm. than each person on the team. And so as we've kind of grown and we've, been through the ringer and through the fire to figure this out um, at least for right now we've kind of learned like hey you run best in this lane you run best in this lane so then you just start to bend your ear to the people who are running in those lanes the best right because um you know Corey's a fantastic rider top-notch rider well if he's feeling great about something i'm going to listen when we're talking about riding something i'm going to listen i'm going to listen but we have others on our team that are like incredible vocalists who who don't they don't only just hear the melody but they hear all the harmonies and they hear i'm gonna live that's not me 
I'm, that's not me at all. So I'm going to bend my ear to them. What are they saying? And as we kind of figure these things out, I think it's put together this beautiful process, but also a beautiful project. Father, we're on our knees With every heartbeat we bring you this offering You know, you talked about like kind of the lessons that you've learned over the years. For someone that's maybe just starting out, what would be like the one thing you would want to tell them? Who's like like someone who's just getting started in like their worship leader career? I haven't conquered it officially. I haven't like gotten to a place where I just don't deal with this anymore. And I've been leading worship since I was 16 years old. Um, But this idea that like you have to perform for anybody else other than the Lord. It's just, it will get you nowhere except for a lot of anxiety, but striving for things that you don't need to be striving for, putting pressure on yourself, that you don't need to be putting pressure. But the one thing I would say is, hey, you're not leading worship for anybody. You're not not performing for anybody else in that room other than the Lord. And that sounds so great. I understand that 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 should be on a t-shirt. But when you really, one of the things I do almost every single time I step, every service, I did it yesterday, every service. I'm stepping out of worry and I'm stepping into faith. And it's just a one little step that I take. I'm already on stage, but I, I just take it. Nobody sees me do it. But in that moment, it's like I'm stepping out of trying to perform for my lead pastor who's on the front row or my wife who's over there or so-and-so from whatever label is in town. I don't know, like whatever. I'm getting out of that and I'm putting my eyes on Jesus where they need to be. And it's funny because when you do that, when you do that, the Holy Spirit is just like this explosive power. He just does whatever He wants to do, and and the whole room can feel it. The whole room can sense it, and it just it just it's incredible. So, don't perform for anybody else, man. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't even perform for you. Perform for the Lord. That was Red Rocks Worship. Make sure to go check them out wherever you get your music. It's good stuff. All right, stay tuned up next. It's your feedback. Listening to India Theariot. I think I'm right with that Theariot. The song is Montage. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, last week, we got talking about uh, making memories. Uh, I was at New Year's Eve in New York, and we got talking about the fact that there's people who started standing there at 9 a.m. At 9 a.m., I saw the, the line going around multiple blocks you know, to get into Times Square, which means they were standing there for 15 hours plus, and there's no public bathrooms. It was absolutely said there will be no bathrooms available. So people had to wear diapers. That's the people on TV that you saw celebrating and kissing at midnight had full diapers in their pants. Just FYI, just 
Keep that in mind. Just so we asked you you're the right way. Yeah. With soiled, <laughs> soiled pants. With a rash. With diaper <laughs> rash. All right. So we asked you what would be a, such an epic event that you would actually willingly wear a diaper to experience it. You hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and here's some of our favorites. Matt said, oh, uh, I'm not sure if you might need one uh, if you plan on... Uh, sitting through the new avatar it is a very long movie i did see it <laughs> let me say this once the whales get involved you got about 20 minutes where you're free to go like that basically <laughs> when they start swimming with the whales that's your intermission you're you're not really missing anything i heard just there's a solid hour there of just kind of like swimming around and then it's a good final hour that's what i, I enjoyed it i enjoyed it from top to bottom there's first act and the second act and you can affirm this derek is pretty mm-hmm. much swimming with whales Third yeah. act is an awesome battle scene. But anywhere when the whales make an appearance, like I said, you're good for a solid 25 minutes, half hour to just go stretch your legs out in the lobby. For yeah. sure. Hey, maybe Mel Gibson saw that final battle scene and got inspired to finally do Passion oh, of Christ 2. No, you know what I'm no, saying? He's no, like, I can no, do one of those. No, 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 no. So wrong. Right. No, no. Are they go, are they go, is this going to be like the, the JCU, the Jesus Christ Cinematic University? Is <laughs> yeah, that I can't. No, we're not doing that. No, Mel. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do a Paul movie. We're gonna do, yeah. I like Is it. Is it gonna be like an end credit scene, like after it closes? I want to see somebody take on Revelation. I'm gonna see somebody take on. I don't. Do we? I don't. Do I don't. We? I've got a great series of films that that I can recommend to you. Yeah. What? 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 Called, uh, they start Kirk Cameron. Um, oh, called shut Left up. Behind and. Uh, I just want I want some I want some movie somewhere sometime to do a biblically accurate angel. They were balls of light covered in eyeballs. They were terrifying, which is why every time they appeared to somebody, they said, be not afraid. Like we know we're terrifying. And everybody's like, I'm just like a white thing with wings. And that's not terrifying. They wouldn't have said, don't be afraid. They're terrifying. I want somebody to depict an angel the right way. I know. There is a movie, and Cameron, we watched it during that Nick Cage marathon. Now, I know we, you know, we were both in the in the throes of delirium at the time. <laughs> but there's a Nick Cage movie called Knowing, which I think we queued up when we were doing 24 hours of Nick Cage at at, at around 4:30 a.m. Yeah. But there is a depiction of like the Ezekiel like spaceship wheels upon wheels thing. Oh, that's that right. Film. That's right. Where he gets prophetic vi- visitors who are, you know, the film's interpretation of angels who warn him about a coming apocalypse. Do you remember that? Like I that do. was the plot of the movie. Yeah. It, and and their mode of transportation was like the Ezekiel thing. Um, again, you know, that was actually one of the more underrated Nick Cage films that we watched that evening. You know, I watched thought a about lot, that, that, a that lot movie. Of- but but I, I'm gonna I'm, I'll see if I can find an image and send it to you guys. But that one actually yeah. did not too bad of a job of depicting something sort of like biblical angels. Kevin said a Nick Cage 24 hour movie watching marathon. So did you guys wear diapers in your 24 hour? <laughs> no, Nick Cage you can movie get there's marathon? a bathroom conveniently located <laughs> next to where we were watching it. We just would go get a snack, go to the bathroom if we needed to. I'll be honest. I didn't need to use the restroom at all because every calorie or thing that I consumed yeah. leading up to it and during, it took just so much energy to to watch Nicolas Cage from that time. You were burning calories. It's like you were running a marathon. Your body's working a maximum efficiency here. Okay. There's no, there's no need. Sarah said, what struck me while listening this week is how many people propose at midnight wearing diapers. <laughs> Romantic indeed. I mean- yeah. 
that dude will go to all yeah. lengths. Just imagine what's really going on. What's really going on when they're <laughs> the ball drops. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, so Noah Hodge says a Black Friday sale at Taco Bell. And I need to address something. A couple shows ago. Bring it. Mm-hmm. Please do this. Jesse told Please me. Please do this. Jesse told me for lunch, I need to go to Taco Bell. Well, guess what? I was I took my kids to the aquarium in Chattanooga and I had to charge my new Tesla. And it was in a Taco Bell parking lot. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go to Taco Bell because my friend who loves me a lot suggested <laughs> this. And I really trust him. Deeply. And I went in and I got the thing yeah. you told me to get, the Dorito Locos Taco. Oh, my And God. I think that um, I'll never trust you again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think that is. You think you know a person in life. I think I I think that uh, this has shifted our relationship. The, the irony is when Derek when Derek texted me that I was two hours removed from a fantastic Taco Bell lunch. Real talk. I used <laughs> one of these. I got several for Christmas. I'm showing the team Taco Bell gift card. People who you know in the know will slide in my way come the holidays. Okay, this is better than money because I have to spend it at Taco Bell. So it's an excuse. I, if you could say you want cold hard cash, or you want Taco Bell bucks, I'm, I'm running for the border. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Live moss, guys. You know what? And y'all know me. I'm a businessman. So, you know, mm-hmm. I always, I try not to, but I ate Taco Bell and Abuela down the street who I get my tacos from at the food truck that she don't speak any English, but I just call her Abuela. That's the only way we connect. She would be extremely disappointed with me. Yes, she would. I, you know, I, is that the reason you didn't like him? Because I bet Abuela's not making her tacos with Doritos for shells, is she? <laughs> of course she's not. <laughs> Listen, bro. I did not like them because I didn't know what kind of meat was in my taco. Exactly it's right. It's supposed to be ground beef. Right. But I'm not sure. Right. Because I've never tasted ground beef it's like It's ground this. beef. They spell it with three E's for legal reasons. <laughs> but just trust me. It's ground beef. Beef. <laughs> I'm like, dog. Just as good. Uh, Jesse, you, like, you are bad from food suggestions. Like, for life, you maybe. know he, uh, Je- uh, Derek. I've, we've known this for a long time, and I'm you're finding out firsthand. He eats like a six year old. Yes, Still, he does. It's true. Still, all of the women who are 35 and older are just this. This makes us so angry that you can eat like a six year old. I've never seen you in person. I only see you actually from the torso up, but I'm 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 believing that you're fit. He's an Adonis. Eat like a six year old. He's ripped. Yeah, he's ripped, ripped, ripped and he eats like a six-year-old. Yes. Got me, it. I have one taco and, and it's going to take about six weeks for me to get rid of that B-E-E-E-F <laughs> in my body. Dude, okay, so I there you Taco go. Bell for breakfast. I've, I've literally <laughs> recently had Taco Bell numerous times for breakfast. They have a great little egg situation. <laughs> Is it three G's? Is it three G's no. on the egg? <laughs> yeah. Here's what I want to see. Derek, you mentioned because you had like, a, like an artisan taco truck. I want to see like a chef's table where it's like it's it's like the, the a chef at Taco Bell. You know how there's like in chef's table like all these dramatic music playing and and they're walking through fields. I want to see one where that same string music and they have like that that like caulk gun of like refried beans. It's just like you know the beans are perfect when it's the right consistency. And you just see them load up that caulk gun right in front of a tortilla. It's like <laughs> 
<laughs> he's got he's got the big vat of meat. You know, he's still. Oh, bro. They st- Gross. Bro, look, bro. I, listen, man. Even my kids, bro. I got them some chips and some cheese. I don't know if I'm raising bougie kids. You are raising bougie are. kids. If they can't appreciate the simple joy of Taco Bell hot nacho cheese. Again, there's three E's, but just <laughs> go with it. Nolan walks out and says, Dad, that wasn't too good, Dad. <laughs> This ten-year-old has a more refined palate than Jesse. Legally, <laughs> legally, like, they have to ma- they have to spell their cheese with three E's and a Z, just to be, just so that you're certain that this is not the dairy product that we yellow know substance. Cheese. Yeah, cheese. Nah, bro. All right. Well, there's more feedback where that came from. Go check out our mentions at Relevant Podcast on Twitter. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. So earlier in the show, we got talking a lot about chat GPT and uh, AI and writing stuff. So we're going to blend it. You have an assignment this week, everybody. What we want you to do is go over to chat GPT. Uh, it's open.ai. If you haven't signed up, sign up. By the way, did you hear their server costs are costing that company $3 million a day because of the computation costs? I bet. And it's making no money right now. $3 million a day they're spending. Just on that, not even staff. Anyway, okay, so go over to ChatGPT and what we want you, here's your assignment. What we want you to do is ask it for the synopsis and name of a sequel movie to any Christian movie. You come up with a Christian movie and tell ChatGPT to come up with a sequel name and synopsis. Tweet it at us at Relevant Podcasts, and we will read our favorites next week. So Christian movie sequel ideas and names. There you go, from AI. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Red Rocks Worship for joining us today. Make sure to go check out their music wherever you get your music. It's good stuff, and make sure to keep an eye out for their upcoming new album. Um, also, if you speaking of music, if you haven't gone over to Spotify and s- subscribed to our Heard on the Relevant Podcast playlist yet, you should. We also have an indie playlist, worship playlist, hip-hop playlist we, that we update pretty regularly. We, we do the podcast one every week, a few times a month for the other ones. But you should go check it out. It's good listens. Um, also, make sure to check out RelevantMagazine.com every day where we're publishing, you know, I don't know, eight, ten things like covering the intersection of faith, life, culture, justice, what's going on. Uh, make sure to follow us on all the socials as well. Um, you know, stay in touch. If you don't want to follow us on the socials, but you do want to stay in touch, make sure to click right there on the sidebar on that website and sign up for our newsletter where we send you our top five trending stories every weekday morning. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. And I am doing a listening party tour. So here's the deal. I got an album that's dropping very, very soon. And I'm looking to travel the U.S. and play the album before it comes out. All you have to do is make sure that there's 50 or more people in the room and you can donate whatever you uh, feel like you can donate. And I'm going to try to get to as many people as I can to play this album because I really feel like it's extremely important. When, When does it kick off, Derek? Uh, I'm actually going to be traveling from February on up until the album releases out. So you can go to uh, DerekMiner.com slash focus group. Nice, dude. And let me know if you want me to come and play my new That's album. Killer, I'm man. excited to do it. Yay. Awesome. Congrats. Uh, all right. Yeah, man. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone.
for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. Live Moss, guys. Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.